I was in a store and there's a line where there's sort of like a heavy break riff going on and there's a line where he says, my shit. And I (laughs) sang along to that. And this lady in the grocery store next to me overheard me just say, eat my shit. (laughs) Welcome to Pit Warning. My name is Wesley Decker. With me, as always, is uh, Nate Rippey. Hey, everybody. Kyle Vaughn. Hi, Wes. Justin Davidson. Hey, Wes. And, oh, very special guest, Rennie Solis. Hello. <laughs> What's oh, up, dude? So gentle. <laughs> it is, that was gentle. But, yeah. Gentle these um, days. Oh, that's nice, Let's man. Uh, you're, you're on the wrong episode, then. You should have been on the last one. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm excited but, for this one. Nice. But yeah, welcome, man. Um, yeah, we've known each other uh, for some time. And obviously, I met you through Nate uh, back in the day. But uh, why don't you give us a, a little spiel about uh, who you are, where you're from, and uh, how you got into this music? Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I've been waiting, what, five or six episodes for this opportunity? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I grew up in Yauntville, Napa Valley, and uh, went to school with Nate, although grade below Nate and a grade above his brother. And I just like grew up skating, kind of knew Nate's brother before and a couple other kids who uh, just like skate scene and playing music. And I got drums when I was in middle school. And, uh, yeah, I think it started with music, like freshman year playing just whatever we could that was loud. And, um, yeah, I met Nate and, uh, our, our singer, Tony, uh, but we all kind of knew each other from like, uh, you know, just circle of friends and, um, we started playing music and then it was just like, we want more. So we started going <laughs> to like Rasputin and Amoeba and like just discovering new music. And then once we started playing shows, you know, like I remember we played uh, like a boys and girls club and these kids from Half Moon Bay came, came up and uh, they were selling records. And I think that was when uh, Nate bought Functioning on Impatience. Mm-hmm which fucking blew our minds, you know? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because like that, when I, when I first heard it, like Coalesce is like a pretty tough pill to swallow. Right. Like they're not, I would agree with you. It's mm-hmm. not like when you first hear a firestorm and you're like, this is fucking awesome. Like chugs, woo, get it on. Yeah. But Coalesce is just not good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> anyway, that like that, I feel like that was kind of like the door that opened and it was like, holy shit. So now it was like when we were going to the record store, it was like, all right, who's on Hydra head? Who's on victory? Who's on trust? Who's on revelation? You know, just rifling through and buying like whatever. I was like really into just trying to figure out who was who and what was going on. And, uh, yeah, so um, 
that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I think the first time you and I met, if I remember correctly, it was when Nate and I were in recording school. And even though Nate and I weren't in the same class, uh, I ended up recording your guys's band for a lab because I had that middle of the night lab from like mm-hmm. midnight yep. to 6 a.m. Um, so that would have been the first time uh, we met. And that was in like 2021, maybe. So, or, wait, uh, wait. sorry, 2001. Excuse me. I'll turn around. Um, so, what yeah, band was that? Fastball? Fastball? No, fever pitch, man. Fast pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fastball. Um, but yeah, man, cool. We'll, we'll welcome. Uh, like I said, if you're feeling mellow, um, you're on the wrong episode because uh, we kind of had to balance out the last one by going extra hard uh, on this one. And we kind of like skirted around the topic a little bit and more or less what we landed on is um, songs or albums that uh, make you move. Uh, meaning, uh, if the singer <laughs> goes, move that shit, motherfucker, um, you are indeed moving during said part. Um, but it did kind of get me thinking a little bit, um, just about hardcore metal punk in general and, uh, the fact that movement is a big part of the live experience and, uh, it's, it's not really like it is at a lot of other shows, uh, like as recently as the botch reunion shows, I was there with this other dude who like, I kind of knew. And at one point he Mm -hmm. turned to me and he he was just like, are you going to get in the pit dude? I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I am a, I am a 44 year old man with lower back problems. Occasionally I I will not. Um, but it's, it was just, it struck me that there's sort of the expectation that, uh, that happens with this music. So that's, that's sort of, uh, the germ of the idea. Yeah. Um, well, I did say gentle. I didn't say mellow. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but before we go any further, I, I feel obligated to throw my dude a bone. Uh, we kind of put the parameter on this discussion to be punk and hardcore and metal. But Kyle, you really wanted to pick ZZ Top. So this is your time <laughs> to shine. Uh why do you like ZZ Top so much? Because I like to boogie, dude. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. Simple what What that. is your What's your chosen song of boogieing? Oh man, I mean the whole the whole discography is a journey, but I'm not. I love the cheesier shit. Mm. I really do. Can I uh, Can I take a guess at what like, your 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 favorite? You ZZ know. Top? Does it have to do with camping equipment? <laughs> it's all, no, that is my favorite cheesy album. Afterburner is is a party man. Sleeping bag is probably not my uh, delirious. Is probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Track just to like just a party too, you know. <laughs> Kyle, can I can I tell you something? Uh huh. Fucking throw it on the playlist, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Buck. Yeah, that's well, all I wanted. <laughs> list so. killer. List killer. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Nate, make it the last song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Already, already right. on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, Rennie, as the guest of honor, uh, we're going to give you first one out of the gate. Uh, what's your song uh, or album that uh, makes you move? 
Is really, this man? violence? <laughs> Are you going to get violent to any of this stuff? Oh, just to be clear, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, violence is sort of uh, implied, but it would be like, you know, fucking mosh part, breakdown, make you rush the stage, uh-huh. grab the microphone, make you stage dive, make you head walk, uh, all that stuff. Violence. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was my big prerequisite for all of the songs slash albums that I've picked is will violence ensue when this is going on? And if that was a yes, then like that was that was the only like requisite that I had. Requirement. Does, does it make does it make you want to bang your head? That's that's it for me. Cause that's oh. my, my metal bones coming through. Yeah, so big fan of Converge. I've always been, but you and all of like <laughs> you know, like Jane Doe, phenomenal. Like there's so much good shit, but my favorite song still to this day is the first track on When Forever Comes Crashing. It just, hmm. like, I remember when I first heard it and, you know, like when I got into hard music, it was like, I was a pissed off kid and I heard some shit and I was like, these guys are more pissed off than I am. It's fucking awesome. Like my people. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that just kind of had this like beautiful aggression at this time when like I was discovering like all these great bands, like all these great hardcore bands like that weren't just kind of like that straightforward, like blast beat stuff. It was, it was melodic and just cool. I loved it. And I I still love that song. So So I'll I'll tell you something as well. um, Cause I felt obligated to, have a converged song at least on my honorable mentions um and there's like so much stuff you could easily choose from but i went with uh a song from when forever comes crashing as well the song when forever comes crashing uh okay is like yeah when that album came out that was always the song i skipped to because the breakdown in that song is so fucking hard yeah uh and and plus like that was sort of my introduction to that band like that era that uh album when it came out i think that's when they played the coquetry like right when that thing came out yeah um, it came out in uh, 98 it was, yeah that's, that is when they played the coquetry that's when i was introduced to them as well yeah and and uh, i think it kind of says something for like what got you in sort of has the staying power um but i easily could have picked anything off of pretty much all their albums yeah Totally. I, I, I totally feel that album is not credited enough just because Jane Doe was so huge after. But at the time, it was such a mind-blowing, you know, the production was crazy. The songwriting was crazy. It was such a step up from um, the from Petitioning an Empty Sky. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a huge deal, man, when it came out. And then Jane Doe, I, I'll never forget, Rennie, getting, buying Jane Doe with you, listening to it in my car, yours, and Ben Kohler, you know, I think he'd put out that, they'd put out that uh, split with Agoraphobic maybe yeah. right before. Yeah. But I remember listening to that with you and both of us just looking at you like, what the fuck is happening? Like the drums were yeah. so insane. And um, it was just like became next level. Yeah, exactly. But But anyway, great call on Forever because... I don't think he gets enough credit for sure. Dope. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Nate, 
Uh, over to you then. What do you got? Cool, man. <clears throat> yeah, I, I knew I'd have maybe some overlap with Rini, but um, or maybe all you guys. But for my list, I'm gonna actually keep it kind of Rini centric, like things that uh, either he turned me on to or that we kind of, as we just touched on, uh, kind of found out at the same time. And I remember the album that Rini brought back to the compound that blew everyone's mind at the time was uh, was in compound. <laughs> we we had like a little hold up a little a what? little band room band room yeah. situation um but anyway it was uh until your heart stops cave in and uh i remember i forget you know you, you came back with that and we kind of were aware of it but no one had had got it yet or had heard it yet and i remember listening to that the first time through and still to this day it's i mean it definitely um influenced a lot of our writing style at the time for the band like uh, the song in particular, uh, Juggernaut, um, has that cool little kind of fake out where it, it brings in the riff, you know, the riff uh, within the first minute. And you're like, oh, here it comes. And then they switch gears and they kind of delay the the drop on it, you know. Um, and still, like at the time, that was so kind of novel and 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 just awesome to kind of fuck with the listener that way. But, um, you know, it, it continued to be a touchstone. Um, so many riffs on that. Um, and just, you know, how, how good the, uh, the vocals were and the guitar playing and everything about it. But the song Juggernaut, it's kind of an obvious choice. I'm probably pilfering from someone else, but keeping it real to my experience with Rini, that's, that's my number one. Awesome, man. Yeah, that record was so good. I mean, is so good. I just... Yeah, I remember first hearing that and just there were so many records that you just got and you're like things just seem to be getting better and better and better, you know, the yeah. more you discovered. So Well that and was then, the Hydra Hydrahead era and like the packaging was cool and it was totally you know, go going yeah. through all the liner notes and you're like, Oh wait, wait, this guy I recognize his name from Converge or you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Um I think it was the yeah. spacey stuff that blew me away more than the heavy stuff with that record when I first heard <laughs> that, that that was the other thing I was going to say is like after that record came out and being such a big deal, it was such a kick in the nuts to have them just be like, well, not doing that anymore. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Did I they still, I mean. Antenna right after? No, Jupiter. Nah. Jupiter was Jupiter, next Jupiter. with a couple okay. A couple well, they did an moral, EP. moral eclipses was, yeah. was a rad little EP, yeah. but it kind of lets you know that they were changing, you know, their sound. Yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. And then how many more pedals did you end up seeing on hardcore stages after that? Oh, for sure. That was a huge. Yeah, that was a huge. <laughs> great point. Huge, huge part of it. Yeah. I, I came around on Jupiter um eventually but i was fucking bummed when i bought that record yeah like you you could definitely hear the to kyle's point like you could hear the the bits of it um that they sort of seeded in until your heart stops but um yeah it took a minute for me with that one yeah yeah when you're on track four in your car and you're like, when's the heavy part start? Yeah, yep. right. And it never does. You're just like, what the you're fuck like, happened you're like, here? You're like, yeah. this, this is the big riff? Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. 
Um, well, Kyle, you're a friend, you're a fan of Jupiter. Um, so I'll throw it to you. What's your, uh, what's your pick? Hmm. Let me check my list. Where are we going? Where are we going here? Uh, I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll go all the way back to, uh, I think. LaGrange? Probably. Oh, fuck, dude. That song rips. Um, Hatebreed. Yes. I mean, how fuck can you yeah. not? How can you not? It's so this, good. So to good. This day, if I listen to Satisfaction, is the death of desire is perfect. I mean, it's like nothing else would actually make me want to mosh, but not actually mosh. Than that yep. record. You know what I mean? Metaphorical yeah, violence. I I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. That was that was my number one. And mm-hmm. when we talk, when we started talking about uh, <clears throat> this being a subject. For the podcast, I just like that was not even a second spot. I'm like, okay, satisfaction is uh, definitely top of the list for that. Like every single song on that album rips, uh, and it's also like seeing them like was made it that much more heavy. I think Kyle, you you told the story earlier in a podcast about like. Yeah, dudes putting in mouth guards and wrapping their knuckles. At yeah, yeah, just like, Corona just before like, a hate breed f- show. What the fuck am I getting into right now? So and like, yeah, scary. That's when like going to shows was scary. Where I was like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to me if I step in here. Yeah, I um, 100% agree. That album uh, rules has always ruled. I can still put it on to this day, and it crushes. Um, and w- when I was thinking about it, I had like. I'm kind of 50-50 on, on what my favorite track out of, off of it is. Um, for the longest time, I uh, Last Breath was my favorite track off that album. Mm. Um, for the sake of, of, of this podcast episode, uh, I think the heaviest song on it might be Empty Promises, mm-hmm. the, uh, the first track on it. It's like asking you to choose your children. It's, That's right. It's That's so right. fucking hard. <laughs> Uh, I will say I have like a dark horse pick off of that album. I was always impartial to worlds apart for some reason, uh-huh, which comes sure. later in the record. And I don't feel like they, they play out uh, at all maybe. Um, but yeah, front to back, that's, it's like a perfect, just like hardcore record, especially me, at that time. Yeah. And some of this has to do with the, the lyrics. You know, if you're thinking about what makes people move at a hardcore show or like what really brings people like everybody's crowding the stage because they're trying to sing along to the part, you know, a lot of that has the influence in, in the choice there and the part, you know, how can you save me if you mm-hmm. can't save yourself? Fuck yeah. Oof. Hard. Oof. All right, Justin, what makes you dropkick people? When I'm thinking about this, I like I I. I first started thinking about like shows that I'd been to where uh, shit just got like insane and um, or like the like pits were huge or or like they were especially violent. And um, or like one of the thoughts that I had was like, okay, like which which bands played at Gilman where the entire floor was just a pit and every single person was moving. And the, um, the song that came to mind was, um, when ceremony, uh, released violence, violence. Mm. And, um, 
they played the song Walking Home. Uh, that was an absolute shit show. And mm. so that, that, that'll be my, that'll be my pick. Um, I think you could probably like put any of the early ceremony albums up as far as just being an absolute insane, um, show insane energy and insane everything. Um, Roner Park might be, I think the best, like front to back, like ass kicking album. But for some reason I, uh, have always loved the song walking home off of uh, violence. Hell yeah, dude. That, that whole era, there was like kind of a weird shift. It was right when I moved out of the Bay area and I, I was kind of jealous that all these rad bands started popping up. Um, but you know, your band elicits a response when people start moshing even before you start playing. Mm. And like, I, f- I feel like every time I saw ceremony, like that was a thing. Like people were immediately amped just yeah, by the feed- fact. Yeah. Feed- the feedback starts and then people start moshing. I, uh, uh, I yeah. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a thought going off of that being said, I had a thought of like, not even a song, but just a noise that is made that makes people go ape shit. And the first thought that I had was the horn section from New Direction by Gorilla Biscuits. Oh, uh, good call. And totally. When, and like, I remember, uh, you know, I've seen them a couple of times, but I saw them, I think it was in 2006 when they did the reunion and they played at the Pound. And, and live um, horn players. Uh, they, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> haven't they I've, I've never seen it but haven't they have people come out and like actually play the horns yeah like it's yeah. Simple yeah. That they play. yeah they have um I, I i don't recall that that they did that um at that show i think they just played a sample of it but as soon as the first note of the horn started that whole place like it looked like it got shaken up like like a snow globe or like the place just got turned upside down and I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, so that's maybe that's another idea for another pod is uh is uh horn sections that get you moving. Oh, that's full of skank. Yeah. Bagpipe <laughs> <solos. 100% laughs> I'm in. Count me in hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting horny. <laughs> that's totally that's the name of <laughs> nice. Uh all right. I'm gonna keep it moving. Um I'm going to take my first pick out of fear because I think there are at least two people in this group who might take it, and I want it for me. Um, uh, Modern Life is War, D-E-A-D-R-A-M-O-N-E-S. Both of you just re- – I was going to say ceremony. I was going to say that. Oh, damn. Got me. Um but fuck, this song is so good. Um, at one point, I, I was looking up, like, you know, on iTunes, uh, you know, it, it would let you see the number of times you played a song, and this one just, like, dwarfed everything. Um, but came out in 2005 on the album Witness. Modern Life is War is an awesome hardcore band from Iowa. And I think this is off their, yes, yeah, Witness is their second record. Um, and front to back, it's a really good record, kind of more dynamic than your average band, I would say. Um, but Dead Ramones is a band or is a song that I've just, I straight up get goosebumps, um, 
whenever I hear, especially the end part, it's just like timed so perfectly with the D-E-A-D-R-A-M-O-N-E-S. What does that stand for? I don't think it stands for anything. Well, it's like a acronym, you know. Yeah, they have periods between the letters. periods in there. It's got to stand for something. Yeah. I've never known. I thought maybe you would, Wes. I don't think it stands for anything, but prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, if, if I'm ever driving in my car or listening to headphones or whatever, and that song comes on, uh, I, I, I just see it so clearly like a hundred kids just rushing the stage, uh, screaming that end part. Plus it's just like a rad song. Um, prior to that, it's just a good like ode to being in a band and being on the road and what that means. And yeah. Uh, everything that goes along with it, but super solid band, uh, by, to my ear, easily their best song. And, uh, yeah, dead Ramones. That's a great so pick. Good. That was one of mine. Speaking of that, like, have you ever, if that saying come on, like while you're in Trader Joe's shopping for groceries, mm-hmm. are you just getting violent with the, the almonds? So in the, in this scenario that you've cooked up in your head, Kyle, has that happened to you? Yeah. I'm asking if that has happened to you. Well, I, I have a follow up question to your question. Are you saying um, in this scenario it would come on the speakers in Trader Joe's, or I'm in there with my headphones on? Head. I was thinking headphones, but that. Let's. I let's, see. Let's walk through both. I see. So I guess number one, I don't know if you've ever been to a Trader Joe's, but they're really fucking narrow and crowded. So to me, it would be rude to inhibit my ears in case someone needs to get around me. Oh, that's so, L.A. Trader Joe's. Uh, Nevada, uh, we, got, we got lots of room. Oh, that's – fuck. I want to live where you live then because um, it's, a, it's a shit show on Sundays at Trader Joe's over here. That's why you um, got to fucking put in your headphones and throw some elbows, dude. Nah, I'm not going to do that in the TJ's. That's just rude. <laughs> nah, okay. Nah. All right. But – no, um, I think I saw that band twice, uh, but yeah, uh, always good live and uh, always the highlight of the night uh, when they play Dead Ramones. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah man. They're, uh, that new track, Survival, that they just released is great. Which one's that? Is that the is that the like seven inch thing they just did? Yeah, they did like yeah, the, uh-huh. yeah. compilation of the few seven inches. But there's a new song on there, and it's oh, like oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, he takes lyrics from uh, Marsha Griffith's song, "The Queen of uh, of Reggae." Mm. I, I was just reading about it, and because I was like, damn, I'd never heard the song. It's, awesome and uh yeah it's like one of just the only new track that's on this nice dropping knowledge good dope well that's a good segue what's your what's your number two rennie rennie uh well i'm gonna go back to gorilla biscuits you that that yeah yeah that was actually my number one degradation it's just like for me uh my favorite song that they've put out but i I don't know. There's been like some, had some flack, right, about that a while back. But I think, uh, you know, it has a good, 
meaning behind it and their intentions are good and the song just fucking rips and they're pissed and yeah it's nice that, i mean did that we, whole record is amazing but did we song. see gorilla biscuits together you uh may, maybe it was yeah i think we did yeah because uh it was at like that weird outdoor festival down here and like the vandals played oh yeah no i didn't end well. up going oh, you, you guys all right you guys okay weren't. yeah all right all right i did not go bummer well you were there in spirit um did you get to see him for any of the reunion stuff like justin was saying yeah i i've seen oh him dope like, yeah i've seen him a few times now the last time i saw them um wasn't that long ago actually it was at the roxy oh dang and it was it was crazy yeah Talking about dude. snow globe <laughs> it was fucking going nuts <laughs> talk about so, snow globe and 45 year olds i'm like man this is yeah yeah oh this, oh sorry go ahead go ahead dude just wigs flying off and all over the place. <laughs> People's toupees just getting slapped on the side of them. Yeah. No! Uh. Um, related, unrelated, uh, I'll go ahead and plug another person's podcast, but we were talking about on um, Toby from H2O's podcast, uh, One Life, One Chance. Uh, he does an interview with Siv that is like the most entertaining fucking thing in it the is, world it it's great. so good yeah, yeah. half hours yeah. of perfection it is so great yeah they have like a really cool like that. yeah like older brother younger brother relationship that's that's pretty entertaining yeah so cool um all right nate back to you all right man i'm going for first uh for the podcast uh the the first christian Hardcore band choice by any Ooh, of us, I think. I know what this Sick. is. Sick. I'm in. And I, I'm in. And I, I have is to it? go Zayo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, who else, dude. right? Lies of Serpents, A River of Tears. Track Ooh. one off Where Blood and Fire Bring Rest. Really? Fuck yeah. Uh, Great song. Back to, back to the, the parking lot, you know, thing Rennie mentioned earlier. I remember being in a parking lot and some, like, scenester kids, which Nap only had two. But they were they were, like, playing this on a boom box or in their car. I can't remember. And it boom struck box. me so, so, you know, hard that I, I had to ask them, I was like, who is this? I, I just didn't even know him. I was like, who are you guys listening to? And like, Oh, check it out. It's Zale, whatever. And I was like, I fucking need to get that. That is killer. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that song, everyone knows it, I'm sure. But, um, a couple of cool things about it. It's like, uh, the vocals when they first come in are all kind of whispery, which uh, is kind of a neat trick. Not many people do the whisper thing uh, anymore. And then when the when the heavy part drops and and the vocals come in, which How are does that I, go? I, we, does that, I don't know what it sounds like. Search for me or whatever. He's can you know, search for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's it's so fucking cool when it when it comes in. Um, and you're just like, really? These guys are Christian? This shit sounds evil as hell. Uh, the riff's really cool and different. It has this, like, delay part going on to it. Um, yeah. And that was also eye-opening. It was, uh, like, um, mul- multiple things that we've talked about before. But the fact that you could go into, like, a Christian bookstore and buy this stuff was uh, pr- 
pretty pretty entertaining to me. Um, yeah. And yeah, anyway, that's Zaya number two. Nate, that was that was I a big think, one. I uh, think that's a great one. But I think that might have been like Tom, maybe Dylan, my my brother's friends. Well, it was it was a dude uh, who ended up being in Betrayed the Species with Mac. Oh, uh, huh. okay, okay. Yeah, Should do you remember the, those two scenes, sir, kids? I remember he worked at, like, a paint shop, and I would go there, and on his break, he'd break out his briefcase, and I'd buy, like, he'd have, like, second, you know, <laughs> yeah. second nature albums. Huh? I swear to God. Yeah. It was, like, things he ordered off of, like, mail catalogs, and he'd just sell them. Was his name And I was Ryan? like, God bless you, because I can't buy this shit in my town. Literally, yeah. God bless you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, was he... Was he like a traveling salesman of like Christian <laughs> hardcore with his briefcase? Yeah. <laughs> it he sounds was a to me he like was a Mormon. Jehovah's yeah. Witness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. Have you heard the good news? <laughs> no, but he had it all, man. He had he had you know fucking Deathwish stuff. He had all, anyway. Bonafide teenster. Yeah, man. I I said it before, and I'll say it again. I I fucked hard with that stuff back in the day, and I kind of had the opinion of like, well. I listen to a ton of satanic music and I don't believe in that. So what difference does it make if I listen to this and don't believe in, uh, JC? Uh, yeah. Well, the, the funny thing with them is that they so like kind of took a left turn and had totally. to like, pro- prove how not Christian they were like by wearing Marilyn Manson t-shirts and shit. You're like, uh, guys, I think you can go a little harder than that. Yeah, kind of. I, I was I was out by that point, but there were a ton of articles that talked about how like a lot of those solid state bands like were not Christian, we're faking it for totally. Sure. For, which is for a record deal, I would have done that. Fuck, uh, it's bizarre. That that like what a weird thing to do yeah. uh, in in this type of music. But anyways, yeah, I I like that those early Zayo records are fucking cool. You guys have already. Uh... Um, selected some of my choices. I had Dead Ramones, I had Ceremony, but the, you know, Into the Wayside, Sick. Mm. <clears throat> That's the song you're talking about, Wesley. People are just moshing to like one note ringing out. Yep. The yeah. That gets my motor running. Um, Same. Especially the, the lyric, Sick of Longboards, Sick of Hardcore. That hits home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sick of Obama. Sick of head trauma. Yeah, yeah. That gets me <laughs> worked. Curl mags. Yeah, yeah. That gets me pretty worked up. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to pick a newer thing that you know. I was going through my library, going through this stuff recently because honestly, I don't really listen to a lot of this kind of like violent hardcore stuff anymore. Like. Um, I listen to a lot more music where you, you're kind of just would, if you went to the show, you're just watching, you know, like that. Anyhow, um, but something that's really stood out for me over the last couple of years is um, a song by Candy. Fuck yes. Love, Let's go. Love Once More Love. I have that one too. Talk about it, dude. God damn it. The last 30 seconds of that song makes me want to fucking punch somebody. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> it is so fucking angry. It's so aggressive, dude. It, like, uh, I listened to it yesterday. I was kind of coming back to it and going them and like trying to make sure 
this is really something I wanted to bring up because it's not a classic or anything. It's not something I've ever, I've never even seen this band. Um, but there's been a handful of times where I've just had just something like just on shuffle. And this song has come up on like driving around or at the, you know, just doing chores or something. And all of a sudden I'm just fucking kicking in the middle of the air. Mm-hmm. Um, that song's in, pissed. In the Trader Joe's just punching almonds. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, real quick, can we just talk about how fucking good Candy's album covers are? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> this one is, album covers are great. And, they're and, crazy, dude. And, this and, EP and, is nuts. nuts. But... <laughs> Ladies get what eaten a, out and trash. What, yeah. <laughs> yep. What a perfect name of a band for that aesthetic as well. Totally. It's I, just I, like, it, they just fucking nail it, dude. It's like fascinating to me, like just based off the album cover and the name, it's kind of like some weird, like high art shit, but then like kind of some of the most like ignorant, brutal dirty songs. Yeah. 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 And like punk rock at the same time. Uh, Candy's fucking great, man. Did you have this song? I did. I did. Yep. Yep. Specifically this song. It's it is a standout. Hell yeah! If dude. I saw the, you know, it's kind of if I saw this band, I would be like, should I, should I, should I go mosh? Probably mm-hmm. not. I'd want to, but I wouldn't. Should I buy the shirt of the hobo fucking somebody next to a burning car? <laughs> he is yeah, eating her vagina. <laughs> yeah, a, on the in EP. A, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. trash bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, weirdly, I, I feel like the new one, uh, "Heaven Is Here," has the most disturbing cover. Yeah, it's like, orgy, I, it's like yeah. an orgy scene going on. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that album cover, and no doubt, I was like, or no lie, I was like, oh, they're from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Folsom Street Fair, yeah, um, yeah. fuck um, yeah, San, San Francisco represent. Um, all right, Justin, I'll throw it to you. <laughs> so, um, talking about um, candy and uh, the last thirty mm. seconds of of. Uh, Love once more, love. So, I was thinking about a song and um, that really builds, and then like at the very end of it gets kind of nuts. And I would say that my favorite hardcore band, The Hope Conspiracy, yeah. uh, has a lot of songs that do this. However, my favorite one of that ilk, if you will, is off of Endnote, and it's called Three Year Suicide. Um. Hell yeah, dude! And that is a just a. Were those butt cheeks? Those are those are clapping butt cheeks, hundred <laughs> percent. Somebody somebody was twerking. That's why we what, need to have. What is wrong video. with you, man? <laughs> We're talking about. I can't um, get the image out of my head. <laughs> so it was I, a homeless person twerking. Yeah. How, how is that? Like, I realize everything we talked about up to this point, but how is that where your mind goes? It's an audio. Because, because it's an audio medium, man. I'm just. Kyle is uh, without a doubt the horniest dude on this podcast because yep. every every single podcast. It turns, every time it turns every time. real sexy at some point. All right. Can't help it. <laughs> Nobody's denying that it was butt cheeks, so also Kyle. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 
I think Endnote um, is maybe my favorite album from Hope Conspiracy. I love them all. Uh, Death Knows Your Name is really great as well. Uh, like they're they're all incredible. Uh, yeah. But I was kind of had yeah. like a toss up between. Um, I could have done a few songs off of Cold Blue that I would mm-hmm. uh, that would have mm-hmm. been my absolute jam. Um, but then like Animal Farm off of Death Knows Your Name is incredible as well as. Um, and now I'm spacing on it. Uh, Hanger Cross is uh, great too. But yeah, that's uh, what I would have said. But I but I landed on um, Three Years Suicide, and that was just like it just builds the entire song, and then at the end, it's just so brutal and so great, and I love it. Yep. I so I was fifty fifty because yeah, obviously we've talked about Hope Con's the fucking best. I went Defiant Hearts myself. Ooh. Yeah, just because the end fucking breakdown in that one is hard as well, but I could have gone either way. Yeah. I could have gone either way. <clears throat> and yeah, as as I've said before, and as you made my dreams come true in uh, sending me the record for my birthday uh, a year or so ago, yeah, like uh, EndNote was like my white whale record for a really long time. Mm. Um, so 100% agree. You're my yeah, white whale, so Wesley. Uh, <laughs> you're my white whale. I pointed towards, um, hang your cross from speaking of like lyrical stuff because that first line of that song is something that when that song comes on, I will always like sing that part out loud. I'm for it. Yeah. What does that sound like? Let's hear it, Kyle. Yeah. I uh, can't sing it. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Like, yeah. yeah, but it's the you fear God more than you fear yourself. Oof. Yeah. Are you gonna sing that at some poor old lady just trying to get some kombucha at Trader Joe's? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love uh. that story so much. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna throw it to myself. Um, this is another one that uh, gives me the goose pimples when uh, the ending kicks in. Uh, Rennie, I, I feel like you'll support this decision, but uh, have heart, watch me rise off Fuck of yeah. uh, the things we carry. Um, have heart, amazing hardcore band from Boston. Uh, the things we carry came out in 2006. And for my money, probably one of the best, uh, well, I was going to say like contemporary straight edge fans, but they're not really not contemporary at this point, considering it came out in that 2006, was... but yeah. yeah, but definitely an all timer, um, for me and just like rad band, rad message, um, and amazing live shows as well. And particularly yeah. this song, uh, kind of has everything I want out of, uh, a band being aggressively, positive and uh if you need sort of some pump up walk on music if you're having a tough day i highly highly recommend this song uh to kind of put you in the right headspace to deal with that um and yeah uh i don't know i don't i kind of don't know what else to say aside from listen to this song and get pumped but uh i don't know Renny, i'll throw it to you since you agree yeah, man, they're 
They were so good. Theo and I got to see their last show here in L.A. Yeah, I'm jealous. That's rad. Some weird little bar in some very odd part of South Los Angeles. All right. Um, yeah, half heart. Fucking great. <laughs> All right, Rennie, uh, what's your uh, third and final uh, pick? This one isn't super aggressive, but uh, I knew you guys there was going to be some uh, some Hope Con being thrown around. But, you know, much you. like you guys are saying, like, I fucking love that band. Like, they're, everything that they have done is just always, always uh, hit for me. It's just, and uh, there's a record, a little band called Bars. Oh, and, dang. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people have heard of it. And some of the people who have, I've heard like kind of give it, you know, there's like a one thumbs up and one thumbs down because it's not fast enough, whatever. But man, it's fucking rocks, dude. Like it's just a fun record, you know? And like uh, Kevin Baker's like vocals are awesome. You know, it's the guitar player from American Nightmare. Uh, Jared Alexander plays drums on it, like who is one of my like favorite hardcore drummers. One of them, <laughs> you know, like he did the end note record, he played on background music. Like, he's yep, he was also, he's also in the suicide file as well, correct? Yep, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. He was in Adamantium, like on the oh, first yeah. record, yeah, you know, like Death by Stereo, tons of bands, but um, I don't know, it's just a super fun record, like, and when I want to listen to something heavy and fun, that's like my go-to. So that's weird. I, uh, I honestly forgot about that band, but <laughs> I, I was at the bars for, for a hot second. It's still up you there know? for me. Yeah. I, I yeah. still listen. It came out in like Oh five or Oh six, maybe it must've been Oh five. Cause I was still living in New York, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it's just an awesome record. And, that's all I got to say. Dope. The drums uh, are ripping too. Like the drums are so good on it. Yeah, I, I love that dude, um, particularly on Endnote. But yeah, um, top notch. I, I'm gonna go back and listen to bars in in your honor. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Cool. Uh, Nate, what's your third and final? Third and final. <clears throat> um, bit of a repeat, but um, just kind of keeping it real here. Uh, switching it up to more metal and my track is Under a Serpent Sun by At The Gates. Um, Slaughter of the Soul. Um, Yeah, this this song still has this part that eludes me as far as like they they go into, you know, this kind of more quiet strummed part and um, they introduce the like guitar melody that's going to come up, but it's in it's in a different key in a higher key and uh of course the famous vocals uh stricken numb by fear of fall come in and then like the the drums pick up a little bit and then he repeats it and then the whole key changes to the song which to me it's still like how the fuck do these guys think to do that and you know the double kick comes in and it's just one of one of those parts i just can't sit still man it's like uh seeing it live you know listening to it never gets old um uh, again speaking of lyrics like i love uh t- 
Tompa's lyrics, they always were more kind of existential than, you know, just cheesy death metal stuff. He was pulling from all sorts of crazy spots. But um, there's quite a few lyrics on this album that are just standout, you know, just like they really hit you and uh, they're not the usual cheesy stuff, um, uh, this song included. I mean, it's an all series uh, where he, when he says go on Slaughter of the Soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Fuck. It's perfect. Wow. Well, we were talking about this a couple of nights yeah. ago, Kyle. Just yeah. uh, this this was going to be one of my picks as well, Nate. And um, I, okay. there was a few there was like a few things like <clears throat> that I was thinking about prior to this going like, OK, maybe we shouldn't talk about satisfaction. Maybe we shouldn't talk about like Firestorm. Maybe we shouldn't talk about uh, Solder of the Soul. But um, just because it was like it just seemed like those were all no brainers. But uh, Solder of the Soul is another album start to finish uh, that's just incredible and absolutely knocked my socks off the first time that I heard it. Um, but yeah, and Kyle, just like you saying, um, <laughs> Tomas going go. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is so rad. It's just so fucking rad. Uh, I, I love this album. Have what you a seen great pick. Your 2008 reunion show in New York. No. It's. I was supposed to be at that show. It was, that was like I moved to New York a couple weeks before that, and like I think Wes, you had tickets for the LA show. And so I have a story about the LA show, but do yours couldn't first. Go. But anyhow, it's like look it up. Uh, there's a clip of the show at Irving Plaza in New York, and everybody like you can't hear Thomas Lingbird singing because everyone yep. in the whole crowd is singing like louder than him in the PA. And when he like, you know, when that first go comes in, the entire place goes fucking bananas. Yep. (laughs) Um, So similar experience, actually um, the time I'm thinking of was the time after that, where they um, came around for whatever that album was, but uh, (laughs) at war with reality. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So speaking of like being old and dodging the physicality of a show. So like I was towards the back in that show, uh, and towards the side. Um, so well within the safe zone (laughs) and then out of the corner of my ear, I hear this like that. I'm like, that's a weird song to hear a weird (laughs) sound to hear. And I turn and there's this fucking metalhead troglodyte who's decided to do a one-man pit around the entire perimeter of the show and just, like, fully, like, runs into me. I don't think I fell down, but I definitely, like, stumbled and had to catch my balance and looked very lame and uncool doing that. Um, and I was with Athiel, and I just remember Athiel, like, cracking up because he clocked the weird, like, uh sound at the same time and then just looked up at the exact right moment to see this dude just run into me full speed um but but yeah uh same experience with just like everyone screaming so loud that it like dude didn't even really need a a microphone for vocals because the whole crowd had him backed up yeah which is not typical of what you would expect from like a mellow death band yeah i don't know if i've ever really yeah. It's because there's so many hardcore yeah. kids at that time 
that ripped <clears throat> that like worshipped at the gates and ripped off at the gates that like when they came totally. back around for that reunion it was like a hardcore show yeah well that that's that's what i was gonna say and i know i've mentioned it before but seeing them at at the berkeley square i remember going into it being like okay i, I don't know what to expect out of this band they seem crazy um but fucking dude came out wearing a hockey jersey smiling ear to ear and and all of a sudden it's like oh okay like the vibe was good and once they started playing like hardcore kids were jumping on stage shouting vocals and this was like the album was you know had just come out that year or whatever so i'd never seen a hardcore crowd for a metal band it, it was confusing and awesome um and obviously there was a bunch of you know long hairs there as well but they were the first band I saw, like, truly kind of, you know, reach across the aisle, so to speak, like that. Um, it was it was wild. Oh, yeah. That's rad. Uh, cool. Nate, or sorry, uh, Kyle. It's my turn? It's your third and final, yeah. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough choice. Uh, mm, uh, all right. Mm. I'm going to keep it kind of cohesive since we were talking about Thomas Lindbergh so much. So maybe I'll take this other choice. I was... Generally, DB style punk music in general. Oh fuck yeah! Get, I know what you're gonna say. Gets mm-hmm. my gets my motor running. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a kind of uniform style. It's pretty specific sound. So, like, I could list off a bunch of bands that I really love that are in the DB style, like Wolf Brigade, Tragedy, mm-hmm. His Hero Is Gone. Yep. Uh, but one, Thomas Lindbergh, is Disfear. And the song, yeah, love it. The song, yeah, love it. Love it. get it off. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it makes you just want to do like a hip thrust and, uh. and fucking tackle somebody at the same time. Uh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that song. When did that come out? I can't like. Two, two, three, something around yeah, that time. I was gonna say early two thousands is when. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they were they were a band for. Um, no, later it came out in two thousand and eight. <coughs> yeah, was that, well, well, uh, Justin, you're right. They were a band for for Thomas really. Long time. Yeah, this is the first one that Thomas Lindbergh joined with. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember uh, when that album came out. That was like a. Uh, there was a few albums that came out around the same time that I felt like was such like a breath of fresh air. Um, and it wasn't like something like super groundbreaking or, or new, but like, mm-hmm. I really liked, um, Disfear a ton when that, when, when, um, what the heck is that album called? Live, um, live the, live the, the storm. storm, live the storm. Yeah. Hmm. When that album oh. came out, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is exactly what I needed to hear right now. And I didn't know that I needed to hear it. And there was another band around the same time on death wish that w- was the same for me where it was kind of just like punk, but like rock gonna, and metal. You're going to say doom riders. I, I am absolutely going to say doom riders, mm-hmm. yep. um, which, uh, which I just like listened to it. I'm like, this is exactly what I want to hear right now. This is perfect. This fits my exact style. And uh, this fear and, and doom riders were, were definitely two bands that were, uh, there was scratching where I needed the itch. Hell yeah. You know, it's kind of funny though. Like with, with Rennie 
bringing up bars. I, I kind of forgot about that era of hardcore where it got a bit more rock and roll. Yeah. For a while, like Suicide File is sort of in that uh, for sure. category 100%. as well. Yeah, that was a cool thing that happened just because it, it did kind of feel like it got a little uh, uh, overly metallic, um, too much emphasis on breakdown uh, type stuff. And it was kind of, uh, it was a good break from all that to my ear. Anyways. Yeah, for sure. Here, here's, a weird, here's a weird question for you. Do you mm. think that Murder City Devils had a lot to do with that as far as like hardcore bands getting more into huh. rock stuff? Like, like, cause I remember like Murder City Devils coming out and then like every like punk and hardcore kid that I knew was like, you got to check out this band. I'm like, these guys are a bunch of fucking drunks, dude. How do you guys like these dudes? Like all these straight edge guys were like, I love Murder City Devils. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like what mm-hmm. a trip, dude. This is just like a super boozy strokes. I love them. Yeah. Like, like I love murder city devils, but, um, but, and I just kind of thought about that going like, I wonder if like that band had a huge influence and just people kind of getting more, uh, Rocky for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe maybe. I'd never really thought of that. Um, but I mean the joke in like San Rafael at the time was that murder city devils sell more t-shirts than records. Yeah. Uh, just because everybody had that fucking t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of had the same reaction where like, I was like, this is just kind of like bar band shit, but undeniably good. Um, and certainly I, I saw that band a few times and most of the time the singer was just fucking shit housed. M-E-S-S. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, the people expected, man. That was yeah. A gig. But you you might be on to something. I mean, I kind of feel like musically, a lot of times when things sort of zag too far, it naturally zigs in the other direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and it was kind of that that's how I thought of it. But you you might be right, you know, maybe... Maybe they're sort of just a little thought, you know, yeah, a yeah. thought that I had as we're discussing this. Yeah, yeah, dude. Makes sense. There was like a whole scene starting though with that, like um like the San Diego scene, the dudes from like Drive Like Jehu mm. going hot to snakes. like hot yeah, yeah. going to hot snakes mm-hmm. and that because that I feel like hot snakes came out around that time too. Early two thousands, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It was kind of like bar rock and roll, but they were fucking punk kids, you know? Fully. Hardcore fully. Kids, so. Cool. Well, um. I mean, it's poop, right? What? Yeah. Hot oh, hot, hot. oh. Yeah. It's a euphemism, yeah. yeah. It's a poofemism. <laughs> I'm just surprised it took me so long to realize that. All right. Well, I'm going to round it out with the last pick with the fucking Kings. Um, and this one was, was definitely a no brainer for me. And, and Justin kind of to your point, it was a little bit like, ah, do I do this one? Do I not? It seems kind of easy, but I don't care. Cause this song fucking rules and this band's fucking rad, but, uh, sick of it all step down. Yep. Uh, yep. fuck. Yes, yep. dude. That was, I was going to talk about that during my honorable mentions, just going like thinking, thinking back on shows that I've been to that I'm like, the whole place was going nuts and I just go, how can you not mention sick of it all? Yep. 
absolute fucking anthem. And then, you know, on, on topic in terms of, uh, songs to get physical to, I mean, the fucking music video literally teaches you how to mosh. Like I remember watching that, uh, Beavis and Butthead. It was on Beavis and Butthead. And then it would be on like, you know, like, uh, I think it would pop up on Headbangers Ball from time to time, either that or 120 minutes. But I just remember like being fascinated by that, um, and it it certainly predated me getting into like New York hardcore. Um, and by the time I did get into that style of music, kind of towards the end of high school, I guess. Um, yeah, I had like a videotape of that video and stuff and it's it's uh i'm hesitant to use the word iconic because it's an overused word at this point um but yeah there's kind of no other word for it that's good i wish yeah. i said that <laughs> you're iconic my friend um but yeah sick of it all needs no introduction the song came out in 1994 and the album is uh scratch the surface sadly i only got to see sick of it all i think one time uh, but it was a fucking killer show. Um, it was H2O, Sick of It All, and the reunited Misfits with uh, Michael Graves. Uh, so Where was that? Uh, it was at the Trocadero. Okay. Yeah, so. Man, um, that was such a great venue. In SF? Trocadero SF? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yep. Um, cool. but it was fucking cool. Uh, the, the main thing I remember, I mean, obviously H2O and sick of it all were great. Um, and the misfits were awesome too, but God damn, it took them fucking forever to, to set up like an unreasonable amount of time for them to just like mm. scatter their plastic skulls everywhere and shit. You gotta get, you gotta, you gotta create the spook factor, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I saw uh sick of it all a few years ago at the park side and they a hundred percent still have it. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was fucking awesome. Yep. All time greats, all time greats for sure. Uh, cool. Well, we fucking did it. Um, let's just do our honorable mentions because I know I have a bunch that we didn't talk about that we can just list off. But, uh, Rennie, what are your honorables? Oh man, I want to go back to adamantium. Yeah, when, mm-hmm. when it rains, it pours, and Sick. then staying in that kind of scene, countervail <laughs> the most abused word. I love mm-hmm. that record yeah, when I discovered it. Um, I remember that, yeah. I mean, I have like, there's a big list, but I want to like go to you, Nate, and uh, something that we kind of like discovered together that just blew our minds: uh, the shape of punk to come. Like, we'll never mm-hmm. I'll, obviously, oh, yeah. like you know, that that I feel like that one's kind of like the cliche, like no-brainer record. But I mean, you know, it was just I me- incredible. I remember listening to that on tour uh, with, with you guys and we were all just tripping on it. Like who the fuck is doing what? Like, yeah. how, how is this happening? Yeah. yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Cool. What are yours, Nate? Yeah. I mean, I guess I just thought he said botch, but definitely botch was uh, a huge, huge hallmark. And uh, I'm surprised in a way they hadn't come up yet. Um, they, you know, have some pretty wild, uh, change-ups and stuff they're not your traditional kind of breakdown parts but um 
I would argue that that makes them hit all the harder because they're so fucking out of nowhere, uh, unexpected, crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Dave, Dave Newton is, is the man, probably my, my favorite guitarist in the bit in the heavy music world, or at least the hardcore one. Um, and yeah, I mean, you mentioned Coalesce. Uh, I just got to mention again, just to rub it in on Kyle. I think you're missing out, Kyle. You got to get in there, bud. I'm good. Give him another shot. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and, that, and that's it. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep mine short. I'll keep mine short. All right, Kyle. Uh, I'll assume Coalesque isn't on yours, but uh, what do you have on oh, on your honorable? So we already talked about drowning pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where do you go from here? Drowning man. <laughs> Touche. A little <laughs> little song down with the sickness. Oh yeah, disturbed. Yeah. Um. Nobody thought. Nobody said nails. That was a close runner-up oh. to ooh, 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 ooh. what I was going to pick with candy, as far as being like a, a newer band that is extremely pissed off. Actually, probably the last show that I can remember ever actually moving at was the nails show at the Parkside. Uh, Sick. It was yeah. It was a kind of like I was standing near the back. It was the kind of show where you could not not move because everybody was moving. And you just heard a out of the side. Uh, yeah. Was Tim Allen in there? Tim Allen's yeah. in the pit. Like, uh, in the Tillman Taylor. Uh, Dude, it was it was a bizarre sound and even bizarre the fact that you could pick it out of all of the noise happening. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Nails is pissed. It's moving. Um that's oh yeah, okay. Power trip. Execution yep. attacks. Oh yeah. Swing yep. attacks. That song. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't not. And uh, maybe a deep cut that's something um, in 80s thrash. Like, I'm not moshing to it. You know, I haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen these bands. But maybe maybe Rennie were late. Rennie's a cyclist. He likes to go out and, like, move and do some activity. I listen to a lot of this kind of stuff if I'm trying to exercise. A lot of new wave British heavy metal type of stuff. You know, the West Yard Work playlist, this kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you get, Kyle, you got to send me some stuff. I, send me some playlists. I will. Um, but there's one I'm going to call up by a band called Savage, song Let It Loose. Mm-hmm. Mm. It re- it's like it predates Metallica's Hit the Lights a little bit, and it's just so high energy. Like, it rips. It's cool. If Not you're to gonna, be... If you're, uh, you know, climbing 3,000 feet of elevation on your 30-mile <laughs> bike ride, you throw that song on, you're good. Nice. It's on repeat. Mm-hmm. I was going to say not to be confused with a Sabotage. Not to be confused. Also fucking rips. Also fucking rad. I'd love to talk about Sabotage. Another episode. Fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dope. Uh, what are your honorables, Justin? Um, I'm gonna. I didn't get to pick a number three for my um, for my full lawns, so I'm gonna kind of. Oh shit! Did I miss you? No. Well, we had so many overlapping, Mm. and um, I'm gonna go all metal for my honorable mentions, and I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna. I'm going to use one of them as which was going to be my third um, 
and that is Machine Heads Davidian. Mm, nice. Which, which is a uh, an older song, yeah, of course. But for some reason, like hearing that song when I was younger seemed so insane, um, especially like right before the breakdown. <clears throat> and then learning a little bit more about David Koresh and the uh, Branch Davidians and then um, listening to the song afterwards after I'd done like a lot of research in, in, in being like really like interested in, the, in that whole thing that happened in Waco. Like it just made the song so much heavier. Um, so I think my third pick was going to be Machine Head Davidian. And then um, two songs that also are honorable mentions that are metal is Dissection's Night's Blood, <laughs> which, which might be, I don't know, maybe the best metal song of all time. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Uh, and then um, I'm also going to follow up with Carcass's Heartwork. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. As a, Great as, choices. As, uh, yeah, just another song that I, um, well, that whole album is insane, but then it's just rad, you know? Gets gets the folks moving. Dope. Um, I'll just rapid fire mine, but to jump off of your theme and to sort of spread the love since my stuff was so hardcore centric, uh, Knock Mystium Enemy mm-hmm. is such oh. a fucking good song. Oh. Yeah, that was on that was on Jim Jam's uh, playlist for a really long time. Um, also, just trying to think a little bit outside of the box, I also went with uh, Ice Age. You're nothing uh, off the album. You're nothing, just as kind of like a more punk rock pick. Uh, back to hardcore nails on Silent Death. Duh, like epic riff. Um, blacklisted eye for an eye, super hard. Um, and Pariah. Uh, for new shit, uh, Power Trip, I went a slightly different route from uh, Swing of the Axe uh, for Nightmare Logic, the actual song. Uh, Rise and Fall, Into Oblivion, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then shout out to Bay Area band uh, Click, who we all sort of recently, I feel like, got into. But love the message, love the music. Um, I'm pumped on that band and i'm super excited to hear uh any any new stuff that they put out because they're rad can i um awesome all awesome picks wes uh can i also piggyback on something of yours of course is uh, uh cal came over to watch the niners game on sunday and uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. uh and we listened yeah. to a couple of records uh before the the game started but i actually brought out a nox mystium record which i it's my favorite uh ep that they do and might be like the favorite four songs that they do but um doomsday derelicts ep mm. if you haven't checked that out check it out and the song on there that's i think really shines is called hellish overdose and then I'll also piggyback on that, which uh, which is another EP that I almost said in my honorable mentions, but since we're talking about it, um, Early Man's Beware the Circling Fin. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, mm-hmm. Check mm-hmm. that EP out as well. It gets you moving. Nice. Well, dope. Uh, we did it, fellas. We made it the whole way. Um, yeah, I don't Thank know. Thank you for your guidance, Wes. Yeah, no problemo, my dude. Yeah, uh, thank you guys. Uh, that was an honor. I, I uh, was uh, 
that was fun. Rennie, it's so. great to have you on, and I can't wait to have you on again if you uh, if you would accept. Absolutely. Right on. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And uh, that was fun. Yeah, and I know we've said it before, but uh, we do need to like meet up and see each other in person because <laughs> we live too close. <laughs> yeah, cool. I know. That. Yeah, no excuses. You know when we're yes. gonna get together yeah. though is when HopeCon announces some fucking shows. Fuck yeah, dude. That's right. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that is going to happen uh, in the next year. Yeah, I yeah, hope so. We'll see. Yeah. So we all stand in the back. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, cool. Um, Clap thanks, those cheeks, fellas. Wes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give myself a round of applause. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, thank you, Rennie Solis. We love you. And um, thanks, Rennie. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, our, man. Thank been you. Fun. Our pleasure. Our, our pleasure. And uh, oh, by the way, thanks to people who listen. Uh, big, big thank you to you. I don't know who most of you are. Uh, Bye, but, uh, Bye, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we know who two of you are, but, uh, if we don't know you, uh, thank you. And, uh, we love you guys as well. And I've got a good contingent at, uh, at work right now. That's listening. Oh, so, uh, hello to, uh, Josh and Gavin out there. Dope. What's up, nice. Josh? What's up, Gavin? What's up, Ryan Solis? You better be listening. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Little bro. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll cool. talk soon. All right. All right. Thanks, thanks, dude. All right. All right. Thanks, Rennie. Bye. All righty. All right. Bye, guys. Good night. See you.